Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, faculty in religion, Skidmore College. Our show is hosted in a partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. And I am here today with Dr. Jill Hicks-Keaton, who is associate professor at Oklahoma University um, in the Department of Religious Studies. She holds a PhD from Duke University, teaches courses on biblical literature, ancient Judaism, and early Christianity. She is the author of Arguing with Asenath, Gentile Access to Israel's Living God in Jewish Antiquity, which is out uh, from Oxford Uni- University Press, came out in 2018. Also a co-editor of The Ways That Often Parted from SBL Press, and that also is in 2018, uh, has written for outlets such as Religion and Politics and uh, Ancient Jew Review, and uh, has a new book coming out next year called Who Owns the Bible? And that will be with Cambridge University Press. But today we're talking about uh, a book that came out just a little while ago, and it is called The Museum of the Bible, A Critical Introduction. And Dr. Hicks-Keaton was uh, a co-editor of this book, along with Kevin Concanon. And uh, it really introduces folks to this enigmatic museum right in the heart of D.C., which is the Museum of the Bible. And uh, so we're going to get into that and talk about it today. So first of all, I'll say, Dr. Hicks-Keaton, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. I'm thrilled to be here. This is a fascinating topic. Um, I think the Museum of the Bible is something a lot of folks know about, but they don't actually really know about it. And so I want to just sort of start by asking you, what is the Museum of the Bible? There's some sort of debate about, is it a museum? Is it a monument? You know, who started it? Who came up with the idea? And what is this sort of massive institution right in the heart of the District of Columbia? The Museum of the Bible is, I mean, you're exactly right that there's some debate, uh, both in the headlines, but also among scholars in my subfield and in scholars who are thinking about American religion and politics about what this institution is. But the basics of it are that the uh, Green family, the Oklahoman owners of Hobby Lobby, uh, funded and founded this institution, which ultimately culminated in a Smithsonian-looking, though privately funded, museum very close to the National Mall in DC. So it sits among the publicly funded Smithsonian institutions. And uh, it is, I think it's safe to say, a white evangelical institution that doesn't claim itself as such. And so some of the controversy around this institution is about uh, whether it is promoting a conservative politics that aligns with white evangelicalism or whether it can be something more of like a new neutral arbiter of the Bible for the public. I, I used to live in DC and pass the Museum of the Bible. I'm wondering if you would just take a minute to explain to folks just the sort of like layout and structure. It, it's it's not an insignificant building in a in a district with many significant buildings like it it really is something to behold and so would you mind just giving us a little bit on on the kind of structure of the museum 
Sure. So it's built in uh, a, an old refrigerated warehouse that has been uh, absolutely um, renovated and sort of made technologically beautiful. And in fact, one of it, uh, one of the PR campaigns, um, the rhetoric that they use to to describe the museum is that it is very technologically advanced. And it feels when you enter, it feels a bit majestic, like like a modern cathedral. And it has uh, five floors, three of which house permanent exhibits that uh, span from something like a like a Disney-fied Old Testament Hebrew Bible experience to an actual thrill ride where you will get sprayed with water, um, and then also to you know like a floor that has a lot of ancient manuscripts and uh, older things that are would be in a more traditional museum. So it's got both the like edu edutainment, um, but also sort of fun for the whole family is how they describe it. Uh, but it, it, it does, it feels like um, a very modern museum uh, crossed with sort of like a Christian Chuck E. Cheese um, that has a very imposing presence uh, in the political center of our nation. And I, I will mention that it also has an outlet here in Oklahoma. So I live in Oklahoma. And so the headquarters are just up the road from me in Oklahoma City. And so while it is like there's a building in DC that is a very imposing structure, uh, and it, it also has these other arms that are reaching out outside of the nation's capital. It really brings, for me, it brings back, it's almost like a an evangelical megachurch like in in the form of a museum like there's you know you it's family friendly you walk in there's all these like shiny things and bright lights and as you said edutainment uh it's almost like a, a smithsonian uh you know reproduced with a uh an evangelical mega church it's kind of amazing in that way well the the, the book we're talking about museum of the bible is an edited volume and so you are one of the co-editors you also have an essay in the volume that we'll talk about but i wanted to just start by asking this margaret mitchell is a, is a contributor and she makes the claim that the Museum of the Bible aims to mold visitors into boosters of the Bible rather than interpreters of it. And I think most of us are used to going to museums and looking at art or artifacts. And it's supposed to be, and we all know it's not the case, but it's supposed to be a kind of neutral space where we learn, we kind of are able to develop our own interpretations, our own takeaways. But there seems to be a consistent idea here that the Museum of the Bible is, is not neutral uh, and and it, it tries to make people into a certain kind of reader of the Bible or a certain kind of um, interpreter of the Bible. Would you mind talking about that? How does that work? What does that mean? Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, You'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. Mm -hmm.